Yes, this is Dynamic Dads, and I want to thank you for listening to my episodes. I much, I really much appreciate that you're sharing this with your friends and your family. I hope that you're getting some good content from my podcast, Dynamic Dads. But today we have um, Joel Richards. He is from Australia, a father of two. And he's going to come on and talk about being a professional and raising a family. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. But most importantly, I hope that it gives you some resources that you can use, that you can apply in your life. Once again, this is Dennis Jenkins with Dynamic Dads. Thank you. Hey, Joe, how you doing today? Hey, what's up, Dennis? What's going on? I'm good, man. Yeah, we finally got you there. Connected, man. That's great. That's great. Hey, just by any chance... I'm calling you from Sydney, Australia. That's what I figured. That's what some of the problem might have been, man. But I'm glad to see you from... um That we made it that connection, man, from a long distance. But um, once again, this is Dynamic Dads. And today we have um, a guest come on. He's going to give you his experience, his life, his lifestyle from the um, land of down under in Australia. He's going to share with us um, his experience of um, growing up um, and, and being the dynamic dad it is today. So once again, I have a guest on. His name is Joe. Joe, can you give me your full tag name um, on IG and just um, give us a little bio who you are? Yeah, cool. So it's Joel Richards Vlog, V-L-O-G, Joel Richards Vlog. And um, yeah, I'm a guy from Australia. I'm a dad. I'm a husband. I'm a business owner. Um, yeah, I used to play basketball in the States. Uh, originally born in Sydney, moved to the States for 10 years, then moved back um, down to Australia with my American wife, who's from West Virginia. I went to college in um, West Virginia and Ohio. Um, after college, I graduated and moved to uh, Baltimore, Maryland, where I've become sort of heavily involved in real estate and yeah, just a lot of business work. And now I run a marketing company here in Sydney. That's great, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. See, you moved around a lot, man. Pretty similar to me. I've been moved around a lot in the States. But I just want to start off, man, ask you a question. Um, as you were growing up as a young man, did you have a father uh, father that influenced you um, and gave you some, you know, some directions? Yeah, I, I was one of the lucky ones. I had a mom and a dad. So um, my dad gave me direction, yeah, as best that, that he could and best mom could. Um, yeah, it was a pretty big influence, probably the sort of tougher side you know building 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 us up like physically um and mentally sort of working we used to work weekends you know my dad was a really hard worker he used to work long hours so you know that taught me two things it taught me one you know the power of hard work but it also taught me you know not to not to sort of work yourself into the ground and have you know have the other side of your life too man Definitely, definitely. So I just want to put this little tag in here, man. Dynamic Dads is positive and attitude, full of energy and new ideas. And so that's what we're going to bring today, man. Joel's going to bring to you his um, creativity, his new, his um, and added positive attitude, and his, his new energy and um, new ideas. And how long you been? So he's going to he's going to explain to you. Yeah, he's going to let us know exactly how he became positive and attitude and full of energy and the new ideas to create a man that he is today, the Dynamic Dad. So oh. tell me, brother, you. You said that you were um, in the states. Were you in the states when you grew up, or you just happened to move no, move I, around? I grew up in Australia, so I'm an Aussie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Kid, but I actually I spent a lot of time over there. I went over to 
um, the US, um, yeah, on a basketball scholarship and I ended up hanging around. So I was there, yeah, for almost 10 years. Okay, so let me ask you, are you are you only child or do you have siblings? I got siblings. I got one older brother and I've got one younger brother. So I'm one of three boys. So are you the middle child? I'm the middle child. I got middle child. You're the middle child? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so being a middle child, how does that play out as far as, you know, the, not the favoritism, but being a middle child, you get a little bit of everything, you know. You don't get the, what the what older brother got, but you don't get the treatment that the younger brother got. So, so you kind of like, you missed out on something, but you know, you feel the whole, he's getting over on things that I didn't get over on. So how did that play in your household? Yeah, it was kind of weird, man. I think you hit the nail right on the head. The, the older brothers can sort of get away with whatever they want because they're, they're the older one and, and do whatever they want. And the younger one, when something goes wrong, he didn't do it because he's just a baby. <laughs> right, right, right. He don't know what's going on. I'm sure they have the same sort of uh, support for their roles, but in my role, I feel like I was definitely middle child syndrome. <laughs> right in the middle. But um, it was all right, though. Sorry about that. So, so as you as you grew up, um, when you played sports, um, was your dad involved in your in your activities of sports? Did he train you, or did you? It was he there participating? Honestly, he wasn't. He was working all the time. Um, the time we did spend it together was like working on weekends, and yeah, just seeing him in the evenings. He was gone by the first thing in the morning, before I even got up most times. But um, yeah, he's not really a sporty dude. He's more of a guy that he's a mechanic, so. You know, he's, he's one with his hands. The guy can take apart a car and put it all the way back together and do the same thing with a house. And that's that's the things he sort of taught us, is taking care of your own car, taking care of your house, and yeah, taking care of the family finances and things like that. Um, but that's that's the strong points that I got from my father. Um, that I okay. appreciate it. Definitely, definitely, there's um, definitely some foundation to grow on. It's like you said, you're involved with the house now, so you definitely know you need a firm foundation in order sure. to, you know, to for, for the sure. house to be um, to be able to purchase it. If, it's, if there's cracks in the foundation, that's something you want to stay away from. That's it, man. That's where it all falls down, right, so to speak. So, yeah, if, if the base is not there in any circumstance, yeah, it makes it's going to make things hard for you. Yeah, I had a, um, a, a guy mentioned. And he talked about everybody looks at the structure, the outside, and they say, "Oh, look at that big building! Look at that nice building!" Mm -hmm. And they, they don't look at the, they never think about the foundation. They don't ever say anything how strong the foundation is. Yeah. And so, so you say you had a pretty strong foundation coming up to lead you to. Let's let's move on to the phase where now you're in, you're um going to college. You're about to leave home. How did that look? Knowing that you had the strong foundation already set, how did that help you out? You mean coming back to Australia? Well, you, yeah, after, you, you know, when you're in Australia, you went through your teenage years, you, your dad gave you some um some things to grow with, and now you're, you're about to become a man and you're on your own. So you had that foundation. Uh, so how did that help you out when you became in into the world of being, now I make my own decisions, sort of say? Yeah, it was good. I mean, it, I, yeah, I, I feel like I've been a grown-ass man since I was like 21, which is pretty much when I left for America. But um, the foundation was there. But to be honest, you, you really have to make, you can get taught as much as you want from, you know, a guardian, a, a mother, a father, a sister, an uncle, whatever. But, you know, it really comes down to what you're going to do with those tools. So they can tool you up, but... It's, it's really what you're going to do with those tools is going to make the difference in your life. So I was, I feel like that I took whatever I learned 
some good things, some bad things. I was just like a sponge, soaking it all up, squeezing out what I don't need. And, and, I, and I put my own stink on it sort of thing. So this is what helped me, you know, be successful in basketball, in real estate, in business and, and happy in life. Right, definitely, definitely. So, as you come to the states and you you were here on um, a basketball scholarship, mm, yeah, exactly, basketball scholarship. So, what school did you attend? Yeah, so I went to Ohio Valley University, which is in yeah the Mid Ohio Valley in West Virginia. Yeah, and then went there for two years, and then I went to a place called Tiffin University, which is up um, about an hour south of Cleveland in Ohio. Okay, and so how did you adjust um, being from Australia? How did you adjust being from Australia and coming to the States? How was that? It was cool. I mean, there's was, was a lot of similarities. I mean, we speak the same language, it's probably the main one, but there's a lot of similarities, but a lot of differences. Every time you move countries or even states, you'll find, you might have found that yourself, Dennis, in moving states, you know, um, there is differences, but it, I was well adjusted. You know, America's always on TV. And, uh, and music so I was sort of in line with the culture enough that I could fit right in and yeah I feel like a you know even though I probably stuck out like a sore thumb I feel like I fit right in so that was no problem with the transition okay that's good so what position did you play when you played basketball were you your guard forward what, yeah what I was a forward forward uh, forward center but mostly forward okay so what happened with your career in basketball that's something you decided not to pursue or yeah it was good i mean i did i played all four years i got injured in my in my senior year and that put a yeah definitely put a dampering on things man so you know i had to rest my knee for a long time and then yeah maybe a couple of years out i started playing like some semi-pro in baltimore yeah yeah and that was all right and i played a little bit coming back to australia as well but yeah, I'm happy with the career I had. I was, you know, I feel really um, fortunate to have that opportunity to go and play. It's um, right. something I never thought I could I could do. Um, but you know, I just worked my ass off and just, yeah, every single day. Worked. Yeah, I'm gonna play with you a little bit, man. I'm, 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 I'm gonna try to find out something from you right now, man. So let me know. Let me let's, um, let the listeners know and myself what kind of skills did you have, man? What was your average, man? Points, you know, assists, field goals, whatever, you know, blocks, rebounds. Give me some scores, man. Give me some stats on yeah, you. Yeah, no problem. So when I was a freshman, I came in, I, I wasn't starting. Um, so yeah, it was probably between like seven or eight points a game. And then by the time probably halfway through the season or maybe my sophomores averaging double figures. Um, I was like top 10 in the in the conference for blocks, which was kind of cool. Um, yeah, probably probably six or seven rebounds as well. But yeah, it was a tough league. We played in the Weaviac League. I don't know if you've heard of that, but um, yeah, it's the West Virginia Intercollegiate Athletics Conference. But yeah, it was good, man. It was, it was high-grade basketball. Um, for NCAA, so yeah, it was good. Did you play yeah. sports yourself, Dennis? Uh, in high school, high school, I moved around a lot, so I didn't really get in too deep into sports. Um, after moving around in high school, oh, yeah, yeah. I was big in football, football was my game, basketball was okay, but um, I really had a love for football. Oh, yeah, I love football, man. My, my favorite team is the Baltimore Ravens, okay, okay, okay. 
Yeah, so so we get off of that a little bit. I mean, I, I, I will ask you one more quick question about the about the sports. Who did you um, pretty much favor yourself being like? Do you, who did you model your game after? Yeah, Michael Jordan's my guy. So I, I grew up like watching. Yeah. Him and sound. sound oh, you MJ guy, huh? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's no one better, right? Six rings. Yeah, no doubt, six no doubt. MVPs. Yeah, he surely he surely put the platform out there how to do it, man. He he gave the model for how to do it. Yeah, before Michael Jordan, if nothing else, before Michael Jordan, the world didn't know about basketball. Like not to the level, not to the level of yeah, yeah, not to the level. I mean, Mm. yeah, there was a lot of different things because, like I said, when Julius Irving was coming up in his 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 day, Mm. I mean, the transition from the NBA to the um, ABA was just coming about, and then you had you know. Yeah, a lot of different guys coming to the league like Magic and Bird. I mean, right. they 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 took the game to another level, and so you know you had the Boston Celtics back there with Oscar Robinson, all those guys, you know, mm-hmm. and That's um, sure. Will Chamberlain. They, they were big well but like I said, it wasn't international. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't international at that time. No, and it was international. It just it wasn't as big as it was when like right. you know, Bruce Wayne in shorts come out firing twenty three <laughs> Chicago. You know what I mean, like. Right, right. Like he he set so many trends, like the ball head, like baggy shorts, like shoes. Like who would have thought that Michael Jordan's shoes would outsell Nike shoes? <laughs> That's exactly, it. exactly. He, he picked them up, but then he took over. You know, yeah. yeah. So that's that's awesome. The, the 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 way of marketing, you know, changed a lot when he was able to market like that. Hundred changed the game. Who's your favorite football player? Yeah. Um, I had you know at one time it was Tony Dorsett because like I said I played football, so I was running back. Yeah. It was Tony Dorsett, Tony Dorsett, Warren Moon, guys like that. You know, right. I was big in the seventies, eighties kind of right. guy. As we got to a lot of free agency, I kind of moved away from having favorite players or favorite teams. You know, I had um, you know, a lot of different players that I admired, though. That's cool. Yeah, I love it, man. I'm, like I said, I'm a big Ravens fan. We got done this year in the first round, which was which was yeah, <laughs> yeah. They had a they had a good run, and um, down in the playoffs, Lamar and a couple of other guys had some you know shortcomings, but that's um, that's the way football goes. You know, you got to be on your A game at all times. Yeah, one one and done. So that's tough. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so let me ask you this, man. As you go on, man, I'm assuming that you're a father now, right? So you met your you met your wife, and um, you you had a child. How was that feeling? Some of you know that experience is like um, unbelievable, mate. So it's one of the greatest things we've ever done. So you know, I've got two kids. I got two little girls, five and seven. And um, mate, it's I knew I'd like being a father, but I love being a father. Yeah, it's awesome. That's why that's a wonderful experience, man. I mean, out of anything you ever do in your life, man, that moment when you know you're gonna be a father, but then that moment when you see the birth of your child, man, it just changed your whole oh perspective on life. Oh, you know, truth, mate, it's just it's ridiculous. I, I have, um, I had love in bones. I never had. I never thought I had, man. It's just amazing feeling, like that, you know, to be in that position as a father and a husband. Um, and be able to influence these kids growing up and you know half the time they actually listen to you which is great um, right it's an amazing feeling man I, I recommend it to anyone yeah and that's definitely that's what um dynamic dad is about man it's highlighting those fathers who are active and involved in their child's life and also to give those men um the hope and the resources that they need that are not active in their child's yeah. life to encourage them 
that um never give up on their child or no matter what situa- situation you're going through never give yeah, up on your sure. child and I, I think your your podcast really does that dennis so it really highlights that and i commend you for that mate it's really great how it's actually trying to reach into the positivity because a lot of negativity around fathers right um you know not doing their yes. job and deadbeat dads and I'm, I'm sure you've heard heard it all but you know the truth is there's a lot of fathers that are actually kicking ass like really owning their role yeah. you know loving their role and taking advantage for you know for themselves and for their kids of like this opportunity to exist with like humans that are your blood like it's it's a great thing man and i think keeping it real positive and like you said encouraging people that that encouraging fathers that actually not are not really feeling it and don't have the tools and are not equipped you know i think that's where we need to help out yeah, definitely. We all go through different struggles in life, and sometimes they lead us on a different path, you know, that have obstacles in a way that are carry away from our, our, our true passion or even a true vision of what we're doing in life, you know. Um, so that's why I, I you know, this is a nonprofit that I'm, I'm working right now, and this is just my way of uh, marketing it right now to get it out to the, to the public um, before it hits here in uh, Phoenix, yeah. Arizona. So as you say, as you as your girls, that you, you know, we get back to your, your your family and your girls now. So what do you are you um what kind of a father you say you are? Kind of structure that you 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 install in them. I mean, it's different from raising the girls and a, and a young man. So how do you yeah, do that? Yeah, it's different. I mean, it's the 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 fundamentals are pretty much the same, if I were to guess. But you know, the knowing that I grew up with you know two other boys and one or three boys, but it's definitely different raising girls, but. It's not too different. Like, you know, love is the foundation. You know, you've got to be a smart leader and you've got to lead by example and not just talking all the time um, because kids will, like, watch you. Like, people, parents a lot of times, like, tell their kids not to do something, but they'll go do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, it doesn't... Right, right. you gotta, you got to show them what you can tell them because that's what yeah, you watch. Mean, like, I appreciate, like, growing up, but that sort of stuff I hear... I think that's a flaw in, you know, our parents. That they're like, oh, don't do this, but I'm going to do this. It's like, if you want them to do something, right. you've got to actually do it yourself. Like, yeah, if that makes sense. Like, you've got to actually lead by example. Right. I think sometimes the parents are in a position that think I'm more mature to handle the decisions that mm-hmm. I'm making. And the child, I'm just going to do what I see because I don't know the difference between between um, the right and the wrong, sort of say, you know, that level um, and your consequence that come with doing that. But you know it because you say, OK, I'm mature enough to understand what I'm about to have, what's going to happen. But we forget that child doesn't know the consequences. They don't understand that. And and I totally get that because, you know, the parents are going to do things that the, the kids just can't. And that, there's no way around it. But, yeah, there's other things that you can do in, like, a different way. And like anything, it's not what you do. It's it's half the time it's the way you do it and, and the reasons you're doing it for. And once those reasons are the right reasons, then it's okay. Exactly. So, so let me ask you this, though, man. What... what what do you what would you say or what would others say more than that's not what you say um take it from their perspective what would others say makes you a dynamic dad uh your wife or maybe your kid or maybe your relative yeah, cool, what Probably would they the say time that i spend with them so yeah people always comment on the time that i spent with my family i mean we ashley and i and my wife uh we have very busy lives and very busy 
careers and jobs. So whenever we can get home and stay home, that's where we are. So it's fine, funny being isolated right now with the whole COVID-19 stuff, but really this is how we live our life. We, we don't have a lot of social action. We've got friends and everything and we hang out with friends, but yeah, so the time that I spend with my, my kids is probably what people would say about me is, is like it's right up there and they, they really appreciate that great that's great man yeah there's definitely a time is the most important thing that you can um give to a child especially when you're when you're being successful you know you're you know you're, you're and your wife are successful and you're making sure that you be able to provide for them but you also understand there's a balance mm, oh for sure that's a really great point there dennis yeah. So uh, as you as you um, continue to navigate through your, like I said, you got a lot of different business adventures. You're wearing a lot of hats. How do you, um, like you say, as you're close knit family, how are you dealing with that right now? You know, with the virus and everything that's going on, since the world has changed. Yeah, it's tough. It's working from home. Um, a lot of video, a lot of voice meetings, a lot of yeah, a lot of a lot of on the phone, a lot of email. A lot of messaging. They use WhatsApp like it's crazy, but but um, it's the it's the only way yeah. to do it, man. I mean, we're just, we're just we're not in a permanent lockdown in Australia. Uh, I think it's somewhat similar okay. to the US. You guys are not on a permanent lockdown, right? Well, our states is different. I mean, as you know, when you get here, Virginia, and you got mm-hmm. DC, you got California. We got so many different governors here. So everybody's like, I want to yeah, do it this way. I want to do it this way. Here, do it tomorrow. Yeah, Let's do it here. now. So there's a lot of different opinions, a lot of different voices. And then you got our man Donald Trump yeah. over here. You know, he's like, everybody yeah. listen to me. <laughs> do it my way now. Not 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 yesterday, but now, right now. I said do it now. And it's kind of like, you know, that banging yeah. head kind of thing, you know. And somebody figuring the ears like, I'm not listening to this guy today. So we got a lot of that problems going on. You know, it's, it's a big... It's a big responsibility living in yeah, big responsibility we live in a place that's a democracy. You know, there's a lot yeah, of things going on. Cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, we've got the same thing with our um yeah, the, the heads of state. They're saying sort of different things, but consistency in the facts would be appreciated and let, then we can all just stick to it. Right. But yeah, it's hard, but um it's still everyone's trying to work from home and do things from home and there's not really too much you can do about it right now except um to wait it out and do the right things. Definitely, definitely. And I'm going to take something out of what you just said, consistency. How do you stay consistent with your family and your kids, more importantly, when, you, when you're juggling all these um, different positions that you have? Um, just having routines. Uh, just doing sort of the same things every week, which may sound boring to people, but this you, you line them up with your ideals and what you want to get out of the week and, and what you need to do for your family and your job and and your relationship with your wife so yeah you got to line them all up man and you got to have you got to have consistency in in your work week um and that that's what helps us definitely and, and that's what i'm i'm labeling this um this podcast episode of this podcast will be, will be called being successful as and raising a family at the same time Boom. it can't be done and so to those to those guys out there say you know hey i don't i'm not able to do this i'm not able to do that like you just said, it's about being consistent, but it's also about playing a routine. Um, so it can be done. You're, you're proving fact that it can be done. And it's, t- it's taken, you know, it's taken some years. It's taken some getting used to, but it 100% can be done. There's 24 hours in a day. You only need eight hours of sleep. You know, that's that's leaving you a lot of time 
to nail whatever you got to do. So get up earlier, stay up later, do whatever you got to do to for your side hustle to create it into a full-time hustle or, or achieve your goals or whatever you got to do. But there's no excuses, man. We've got, we've got the thing I got it holding in my hand. We've got a, all got a smartphone or most of us have got a smartphone and we've got 24 hours in a day. Exactly, exactly. So let me. So as we as we move on, man, and you're you're taking care of business. Your family is though living, you know, living pretty good. You know, everybody's everybody's on the same page. What do you say to you? Do you have other friends or family members that you get with that you guys? You know, I know we can't uh, come together right now because of the epi, you know the epidemic that's going on. But when you were able to, did you have other family members like yourself that you would get together in your family and and share that sure, experience? Family and friends, we lean on, go over their house, kick it with, um, and we got people that are. They're talking uh, are, are able to help us with sort of you know businessy stuff then uh, we've got family on a little bit for that then we've we got um you know just social stuff and fun stuff and that's like that's a priority too because if it's not yeah if your week's not filled up with some sort of social or fun or you time then it doesn't really work right so what is it what is one thing that your daughters would love spending time with you i know you say you spend time with them what's the one thing that they always want to do with daddy rather they do um, with mommy probably yeah go out the back and shoot a couple of baskets or yeah do some arts and crafts and things like they're really like doing stuff like you know artsy stuff painting yeah kicking the ball around you know just before i jumped on this podcast with you they, they want to go ride some bikes so yeah probably more activity stuff uh, with dad, which is kind of cool. But, okay. Yeah, if I also read a book with them, make sure I read one book a day with them uh, as well, just to, you know, balance it out, right? Yeah, that was one of my posts that I made early this morning was um, asking fathers how many hours, how many days in, in a month or how many uh, hours in a week or how much time do you spend oh, reading a book to your yeah, child? Check it out. Yeah, it's, it's crucial. You know, and that came from, you know, not me trying to be super smart on anything or researching but that came from me straight from the teachers so two or three teachers at their school said hey if you we tell parents if they can't do anything else read one book a day with them and yeah that will really help them so that's what i that's what i try to do i don't do it every day yeah. but i try to Right, right. We all, you know, like I said, the balance in your schedule may not permit you to do that all the time. And that's exactly what, like one of my programs that I have is called a Dynamic Dads, and it's a reading program where I go into the um, preschools. Um, it's very important to start at, at, in, at the daycare centers, and it's very important to start at that level from zero. Pretty much, you say from, um, you know, five or four to, and follow them always to three, three years old. We spend like a half hour and read I to the kids that, in the daycare centers. That's real cool. Yeah, so that's a program that, that I'm implementing here in, uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and it, not just myself, but have other men come in. And it, because a lot of a lot of daycare centers, you don't see men. You know, you see more women than men. And then there might be some fathers that are single, you know, mothers that are single parents, and that father's not in the household. So he might, you know, visit the child every now and then, or he might be an absent father. So that child, that young man or young lady, does not see or hear the voice of a man um, like you said, reading to them on a weekly basis, a yeah. monthly basis, or at all, at all. So we try to give them that, you know, 
to hear that rhythm in a man's yeah. voice, you know, that command, you know, um, and, and so that they can know that, you know, that affirmations of a man saying it to him is a big, bigger I difference. Mean, you, that's what I said from the start of this podcast. I said, I'm lucky enough to have a, a male and a female influence. Now, I think it's really important. I really, I'm no psychologist, I'm no doctor, but I've, I've gotten so much value out of female uh, and I, I got so much value, value out of males that the balance is like crucial because they really can teach you different things. And, you know, like my wife has taught me like compassion, you know, and, and, and my father taught me how to work hard and work smart. But, you know, you learn from different things, but definitely those two, yeah, those two beings are crucial for, for kids' upbringing. Yeah, definitely. I have um, a couple. I usually bring different stats. I have like what I call dad facts, but I didn't pull it up today. Um, but I want to read you a couple of things. It says infant death with the first 28 days of life is four times higher than those with absent fathers um, and with um, involved fathers and those involved mm-hmm. fathers. Well, so those numbers, you know, I said there's a lot of stats. Um, we could we could go into different numbers all day, negative and positive, but just to you know that that um, stat right there, the first 28 days of life, crazy, you know, yeah, that is yeah, crazy, and that's man. crazy, right? But then I have another one that says children with involved dads are less likely to be mistreated. You know, so we can like so just a lot of All different right. stats that we can go on. But today we just want to talk about I want to talk about you know the successful father, you know, being a successful father and raising a family. And so I want to read you a poem that I often read in that tags is called and it goes like this that he never looks for praises, he never wants to boast. He just goes on quietly working for those he loves the most. So that exemplifies who you are, the dynamic dad. Beautiful, man. Love that. Definitely, definitely. So, I, you know, as we continue to go on, man, I just want to see if you could, if you could just um, impart some of your wisdom on to those fathers out there about just how they can possibly continue to be a dad and be successful at the same time, juggle all these hats. I would tell Who would you tell that man? <laughs> like organize a plan. It sounds it sounds overdone, but organize a plan with your goals and your hopes and your dreams that you you actually want to get out of this life. And if you want to make family and kids and, and a partner a part of that plan, then you may need to take actions to put them in there because it's super busy, Dennis. Like, if you've got a career, and I'm not talking about like showing up like half an hour late and leaving half an hour early. I'm talking about like a career that you really want to push and get something out of or a business or a hustle that you really want to create into a full-time business. Like it's going to take like knuckle work, like hard work. And you have to, uh, if I can twist anything that I've heard of hard work, hard work, hard work, I would say add smart work in there. So it's hard and smart work. You have to do things the right way. And I think 12 to 14 hour days is great. Cool, man. Do you. you. But at the end of the day, how sustainable is that? Like, and, and what are you doing in those 12 to 14 hours? Like, that's that's crazy. So I, I'm talking about working really hard, Dennis, but I'm really talking about working smart. And smart's got to be the leader on it. Because you can hustle, but you've got to be, right. you've got to have it, plan, have it planned out. You've got to be doing the right things. And you've got to be doing it smartly. Otherwise, you're just beating your head against the wall. 
So I would say to people that want, really want to do some things and have a family too, is you have to make a plan, create time for yourself and create time to hit all your targets. Definitely, definitely have to do that. And one of the things that you mentioned that that's, that's deep down into that, what you're saying, is mostly you need to have a team because nope. you can't always do everything by yourself. If you want, if you like, say you said um, planning, so that means that you have a you have everything laid out, you have everything that you can delegate. You know, your wife is a part of that team. So being that you know you have, she has the kids when you're not at home, she has to be informed sure. of your actions. And, and whoever's in your 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 atmosphere, like whoever's in your makeup, your family makeup, then you have to let them know what's happening and what you're trying to do. They have to be a part of that. They don't need to know intri intricate details and and know everything about it but have to know what you're trying to achieve and if they can be a part of that it makes more sense like okay cool i need i'm gonna need like two hour block here is it okay if you take the kids okay uh you know hubby can you can you do this because i want to work on my side hustle for three hours is that cool on a saturday you know whatever it is you have to make them part of it and ask for that time and ask for that you time Right, so that second part of that, and even though you're talking about making a plan, is having good it's communication. Much, communication is like the number one thing in life, right? It ends world, world wars, it ends small-time arguments, it, it does some amazing things, Dennis. You know, well, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. And that's that's some of the problems we're having over here in the state right now. Is even though we had this pandemic, yeah. there's a lot of um, miscommunication, a lot of misinformation. Not a confusion, sort of say. When you have confusion, I don't care what you have. If, you, if you're playing marbles, if I don't know the rules of the game, when I start That's playing it. marbles with you, we're gonna have a problem. Yeah. When I hit your hit your marbles, mine. Like, Hold up, it didn't go out. It didn't go outside of the circle. Yeah. I don't care if it went outside the circle. I hit your marble. I don't care if I got hit your marble. You know, yeah. you hit my marble when it goes outside <laughs> yeah. the circle. No. <laughs> right, you got those rules yeah. set up, and it's got to be good yeah. communication, oh, good on those rules. You know. Dad's listening. Like when you're teaching, when you're got your kid on something and they're doing their homework and they might be doing like a new thing and they come to you every now and then, oh, Dad, I can't do this. Oh, help me with this. And that's cool. You help them, but you try to let them do it themselves. But if they're doing something new, Dennis, and you have, say, have a go, it's actually blowing their minds. So if you're going to give more effort with your kids, do it when they're doing something new. Because it will seem obvious as hell to you. Right. You'll be like, oh, it's just, it's just like times table is fine. You know, it's easy to do this. But when your kid at age four or age nine or age 14, like learns this new thing, it's blowing their mind, Dennis. You, you don't realize how much it blows your mind when you try to learn something new. It's like anyone when you learn something new, right? You don't know what the hell you're doing. But when someone shows you, you're like, oh, yeah, you don't. crap. Okay. You know, so that's what I would recommend is like spend right, you know, right. asking you the same sort of things. You're like, okay, cool. Might need to work with them there. But, you know, you really need to spend time when they're learning a new topic. And once you set them up, then they should be good. Yeah, that's that's definitely a, a great point to bring out because that, that brings back the involved that involved that. You know, you can't be that way if you're not involved in their life because you don't understand that that time is for needed sure. for them when that exactly. new adventure comes up, you know? Yeah, I had a father come on one of my episodes um a while back and he talked about how 
he decided at a young age, well, not in a young age, at an early age when he had when he had kids, that he wasn't going to let his career be the forerunner. He was going to stay at home um, and still work his business, but not be so busy. He would make sure he dedicated those five okay. first five or ten years to his kids, so that nice. he could be there as part of the development. That, that would have created a great, like you said before, foundation. Really great foundation. You know, that that's really cool. Right. Uh, Wait, how old did you say your kids were again? Five and seven. So, do um or are they involved in any like you said you play sports with them? So, are they involved in anything as sports activities in school or strictly activities outside of school? Kids like we just get them into things like they want to do like dancing and gymnastics and drama and and sports after school. You know, looking to join a basketball team this year, which is great. Um, but yeah, all sports, and and not just because I'm into basketball, but you know, I just let them lead lead the way on what they they want to do, and yeah, we try and find a suitable time for them to do it. Um, and yeah, I, I, I highly encourage getting them involved in extracurricular activities. And speaking of which, the the drama that we yeah the session after on school on Wednesdays. Um, the drama session is something I probably wouldn't have done, you know, 10, 15 years ago. With, I'm like, okay, cool. So I want to do it, great. But if not, I, I wouldn't pick it. But I picked it this year for a number of reasons. One, it teaches you how to, like, speak up and speak up for yourself and learn your lines and, like, public speaking. Right. Which is, like, right. you know, a really cool skill. teaches you confidence. Like, they do singing. They do acting. Like, it's, it's really cool. I didn't really... I don't really think too much of drama, but maybe I should have. But yeah, I'm glad that I've got them enrolled in that because they really like it and and the values they get out of it is um, pretty punchy. Yeah, it brings out a lot in in an in, in individual. Yeah. Um, like you said, it helps them define who they are, um, being yeah, confident exactly. who they are and when they're around other people. Um, so that they're when it, they say when you get out into this world. There's often times when, you know, mm. somebody's a little more confident than you are because they know something like you brings back to the point yeah. when a, a new adventure comes up and you don't know it. You kind of shy away from it because you're kind of like, I know a little bit, but I don't know another. And you have another kid like he's right. real cocky because I know this. I got it down pat. I can spin up circles and do this and you right. can't even do it, you know, standing still. And so so it definitely gives that kid a confidence when they know I'm up against somebody that's a little more um, well, well, um, more yeah. balanced than me. Yeah, I need to set my game up. That you said there is confidence. So if a kid has confidence, there's not much they can't do. Right, right. So let me ask you: Are you, your kids are they um a daddy's girl, daddy's girls, or are they more just lean towards a mom? Back and forth, but <laughs> we, try, we try not to talk about it. But yeah, it's it's a thing, man. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you try to talk yeah, about it? <laughs> it's funny. That he, I don't know. It, it really goes back and forth. My um, my firstborn seemed like she was a daddy's girl the first couple of years, and then she, yeah, for a few years she swayed away to mum. But um, yeah, it's hard. They, they literally go back and forth every few months, which is kind of kind of amusing, amusing right. to watch. You know? <laughs> right, right. I asked you that. I mean, being you a sports guy, you know, a basketball guy, I asked you that because we recently oh, yeah. lost. One of the great oh, Kobe Bryant's on the Mamba, so I I wondered how did that affect you and your your daughter um, yeah, and your kids in, in general. Mean, like, yeah, it was a crazy thing that happened. It does happen a lot. There are nine other people on the helicopter, so I feel for them. 
as a father and a husband right um but yeah man it was crazy you know they they might have i mean they're only five and seven so they really didn't know who kobe was but they did say they didn't understand much of the question because my my older one's really compassionate so she was asking i was just telling the story um yeah it made a little bit sad but they they um it's good for them to know that stuff like that actually happens It, it makes them more resilient um but yeah it's it's definitely a shame Yeah, definitely, definitely. So we're going to move on. My last, I'm not going to hold you up much longer. I know, you know, we're in a different time zone. You're being in Atlanta down That's under and everything. I do appreciate you giving me your time. So just before we leave out, man, what would be the the, the, the heartfelt thing that you would want to say to all fathers, all parents, or just um, um men out there the in general? Like, enjoy the ride. Like, we, we're not here for long we're here for we're here for a good time not a long time and this is like your opportunity to actually enjoy it yeah it's harder than crap sometimes but you're blessed with an opportunity right someone there's someone that actually looks up to you and someone that you can actually influence like be be selfish with it like enjoy it yourself like enjoy it yourself and they're gonna enjoy it does that make sense Definitely makes sense, man. I mean, a lot of fans get so stressed out. Um, that's when we talk about the different parts about some men can't handle the pressure because maybe they didn't have the tools before when they were growing up like you did. They didn't have that strong foundation. And, and they can't take all those, you know, the different demands that it comes on being a father and dealing with life, let alone being a successful father, you know. And um, you know, like it's, at times right now, you know, those successful fathers, even though they're providing for the kids, there's a lot of stress because the economy is changing. You know, you might have a... Uh, a job where you're paying all this money and now you're back down to where the, hmm. the stock market is yeah. crashing men, and you're losing a lot of general, money. People in general put a lot of pressure on themselves, but men really do when it comes to like being a provider um, and being a father. So, you know, yes. we really need to get our mental health like positive and on the up and up. And the only way to do that is for other men to talk about it, Dennis. So people have actually got to talk about it, bring it up. Yes, definitely. And that's, just, just have a chat about right. it. And that's all it takes. Because the reality is with kids, half the time is just showing up, right? So if you're there, you're doing, you've kicked yes. goals already. But like I said, enjoy the ride. Like this is not for long. They're not gonna, they're not gonna poop their diapers for long. They're not gonna like be in school for long. They're gonna like, it happens so quick life, you know? So I would just enjoy it, man. Enjoy the ride. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be the best father I can, man. Definitely. It sounds like you're already doing that, man. You're not trying, man. You're doing that, man. You're, you're killing the game. You're already doing that. You're down there, dad, positive and attitude, full of energy and new ideas. So you definitely you, got that, really you know, that. figured out. Yes. And so before we go, man, is there any, um, it's, I know you're on IG. If you can give out your IG or your Facebook or you know, any yeah, other platforms you want so people can reach out to Australia. you. Uh, my Instagram and I believe my YouTube is Joel Richards Vlog. J-O-E-L-R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-V-L-O-G. Joel Richards Vlog. But um, reach out, say day, and um, yeah, I'll come back to you and maybe we can um, add value to each other. Man, I love the story that you gave today, man. I, I'm really thankful that yeah. your time. I'm coming from the land down under. 
Um, I'm definitely, you know, appreciate you, you know, spending time with me today, man. I enjoyed your conversation. Um, I hope we continue to grow together. Maybe one day I can come down and visit you. We can do some things and, and um, we can sit there and <laughs> throw that boomerang around. You know, catching those um, joeys that, and everything, you know? I love that, bro. <laughs> awesome, Thank you so much. I, I think you're doing a great thing with this dynamic dad stuff, mate. Keep it up. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. So I'm going to let you go right now. Once again, this is Dynamic Dad with Joe. And um, hey, everybody, have a good night. Enjoy it. Don't let the um the the oh, no. lockdown Keep take out up. you know your energy. Keep positive. All right, Dennis. Appreciate it. All right, man. Have a good yeah, night. A good day. Is it daytime now? Right? What time is it? <laughs> oh, man, I'm jealous right now. It's about to be eight o'clock here. Have a good <laughs> night, man. Thanks, Start your day off right. Take care. Jesus. <laughs>